I guess we didn't talk about nah. how it was going to start. Hey, you know what? We don't we don't need to talk about how it's going to start. We're back. We we're love back you. in action. We're Looney yeah. Tunes in 2003 with Brandon Fraser because we're back in action. You better believe we're cartoons, Looney Fraser boy. Holy cannoli. <laughs> it's good to be back, folks. It really is. Hey, uh, It's good to hear you're listening. Yeah, I love to hear your ears <laughs> through the mic. Hey, uh, you guys might notice we are a live a Good Ground podcast. Formerly a live a Daft Punk podcast, formerly Alive 2021, a Daft Punk podcast. Now, you might be wondering why we've done that. Uh, as Fuck I'm sure you, you can tell, like. well, I don't know if I would say that. I would say more like we have, uh, we've talked about Daft Punk a lot and we went through their career and that is a finite body of work and we had so much fun podcasting and we loved the community we found in all of you listeners that we want to keep doing it. I- I'll go as far as to say that, uh, that that whole experience was a major jumping off point for a lot of what we're doing right now, which we'll talk more about uh, a little bit later. Um, but uh, I think that uh, it is uh, something we've missed since uh, since we we've we've been off the air, um, and and uh, I'm excited to get back to this. I think it's going to be very fun for for all Absolutely. of you, and, our listeners. Part of the reason we're continuing to do this is also the continual listenership that we've seen yeah. in the break we've taken, really? which means I mean, people are finding this. Uh, so if you're tuning in and this is the first one you're hearing uh, since we've been back, welcome to it. And we are your friends and we are who are we That's the we are your friends something? we are your you'll friends. never be alone again you'll never be alone again hey uh my name interference is, uh, my name is uh my name is darren my name is devin rose <laughs> that was bad let's uh we're not going to edit but let's take Andy. it back let's take, my name is darren shelton i'm devin jetski andy Andy, just andy with yeah. no con- cool yeah that's, i'm andy that's andy uh and we're we're back and today uh we've decided uh, that we're going to talk about an important record to us, very important, an important, an important duo to us in general. Uh, Simeon Mobile Disco, Simeon Mobile Disco, Simeon Mobile Disco. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think that uh, aside from maybe Random Access Memories and 2007, this is the record we have listened to the most together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, their their live record. Yeah, which is what we're talking about here today. I think um, 2013's. Live, live is yeah, live. Not is the to be confused point. with 2009's "Live in Japan," which I've actually never heard. It's oh, hard really? to find. It's hard you to find. You can buy it on CD on eBay. Much I've like our favorite robots, these guys release something exclusively in Japan. Their their Japan thing is much harder to find than Daft Punk's Japan thing. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I don't have any evidence yeah. for that claim, but I'll, I'll uh, say it. Uh, I'll say anything confidently. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, uh, I saw them at uh, Ultra 2011. Uh, it was the first time I'd ever seen uh, like a live rig da- uh, dance music thing. Absolutely flabbergasted and flummoxed by two skinny little pasty guys running around a st- like a circular thing on stage. <laughs> and just a nice pushing. way to refer to people. Andy. Every single if they listen to this ev- and they turn it off right there. No, two, two of my weirdo heroes turn this off listen. because you called them 
skinny pasty weirdos or I read a lot of interviews with these guys. Yeah. Every single one of them started with these guys look like nerds. Every I, single one no, of them. I think it is it is a very fair claim, but I do I do want to say that like in in all seriousness, uh one one of my my at this point in my life, most most influential music musical uh, duos groups, uh, no qualifiers. I I I, I man, do I love Simi Mobile Disco? I I drove across the country last year, and one of the things uh, one of the things I did was literally listen to their entire discography in order. That's how much I love them. Um, so man. my my exposure to to this live album was uh, through Andy a couple of years ago. I had never heard it, but oh, I was yeah. going back through my computer from around this time. And my first exposure to them, I think in earnest, I had heard like Hustler or whatever, but yeah. I, I had, uh, I have unpatterns on my computer from when it came out and right. that uh, uh, we'll dig into it a little bit, but yeah. much like uh, Alive 2007 is like my quintessential uh, a version of some of the Daft Punk tunes. This live record is my quintessential version of a lot of the stuff off on patterns. This is how I, I think of those songs. Um, but yeah, seeing them, uh, uh, it was a uh, you know, it was something I'd never seen before. Is it, just somebody like people manipulating synths and drum machines live on stage before, especially in a festival setting like that. And it was it like totally blew me away. I'm obsessed ever since. Yeah, and here we are. Let's dig this, in. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, as if, if you're new to the show, uh, historically, Andy's kind of been our research guy. Yup. Uh, and and Devin and I contribute a lot in different ways. Sometimes <laughs> research, but mostly personality and, and 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 knowledge. I guess I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, but so Andy, uh, Andy's uh, done some work here. Oh yeah. We're hearing this for the first time. Yeah. Devin and I, so. Yeah. Uh, we all know Manchester, England. Yeah, it's a it's had a beautiful reputation as a cultural hub, right? Yeah, uh, incredible uh, music, incredible scene. music scene would, all the way back to the sixties. Uh, they there was a influential like pop music scene. That's where Davy Jones is from. You know who else is from the, there? What? You know who else met there? We're yeah, not I, yeah, about we're, the Chemical Brothers we're, today. I didn't there. say it. I didn't say their name. You yeah, did. We'll get to the hustle we'll and all that there. stuff. God yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, in the '60s, groups like Wayne Fontana and the Mindbenders. Hell yeah, good man. name. No notes. No notes. And Herman's Hermits. No good notes. name. No notes. No notes. Uh, but that that bubblegummy poppy thing uh, that uh, came out of Manchester gave way to the Buzzcocks. Uh, and uh, a punk scene in the 70s, which gave way to an incredible scene that is still celebrated today. Manchester found its true stamp on the history of music uh, on May 21st, 1982, for the opening of the Hacienda Nightclub. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, a magical yeah. venue uh, built on the grounds of a disused yacht builder's shop uh, uh, in Rockdale Can Canal. Cool. Yeah. Also, to contextualize this for any new listeners from around the world, we are here in Detroit, Michigan. We are so, in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, our relationship to this is one as fans, uh, yep. and but we've not gotten to participate in this scene no. uh, firsthand. So it's exciting to go back into the it's history. On the of short list of things we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, well, we will not be going to the Hacienda nightclub, no, unfortunately. No, no, no. Uh, that uh, Manchester. Uh, I just yeah. mean Manchester. Manchester sure. uh, would be great. Uh, uh, that closed in '97. Uh, but I'm going to go there. I've actually through, figured out a way Yeah, to go back in time. I'm not going to tell you about it or anyone else, but I'm going to go to there in 1990. It is. That's what they're doing for Austin Powers 4. <laughs> that, yeah, <it laughs> going back to Hacienda. 
Um, that actual building, uh, the famous like curved brick structure, that's all gone. There's that- a- apartment complexes now called the Hacienda Apartments. So they there is a nod to the history there. Cool. But the acid house scene, rave culture, really like uh, flourished from the Manchester, Madchester sound uh, uh, of that time. So it would make sense uh, that uh, at the late 90s, very late 90s, 2000, uh, two uh, teenage music uh, nerds uh, who really wanted to experiment with more electronic stuff uh, in their sound moved to Manchester. Uh, one of them was Jas Shaw. The other one was Alex McNaughton. Uh, they uh, they moved there. Uh, they put up flyers asking for bandmates, and uh, a, a man named James Ford answered the flyer. Are they still looking? They are still, yeah, yeah. You can still uh, do this guys, day. if you're listening, please, can I join your band? Can I join day? your band? Uh, so James Ford uh, answers the flyer, says, oh, you guys need a drummer? I'm a drummer. Liar. <laughs> he wanted to be in a band so bad, he was just like, I, I could drum. Uh, did, not, did not even own drums. Uh, uh, didn't end up being the, the uh, band. Being a drummer. drummer's a state of mind, man. Yeah, being yeah, a drummer's man. a state yeah, of mind. Man. It's an attitude. But uh, um, they met. And the three of them started to make music together. Um, so, would you say they put their hands together? Yeah, they put their hands together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so they 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 started making music together. Just the three of them: Alex, Jash, and James. Which Jash is short for James? I didn't yeah, realize James until I James. started doing this research that they're James and James. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, uh, all all of the music that they made at this time was is. Still to this day, completely unreleased. This is pre-Simeon. It's just the three of them. And uh, according to Jess, they are clubbing hard. Yes. Uh, so they, uh, it's a My new, man. Scene, yeah, new scene for them. They don't have really an entry point into it, uh, but they're listening to that music. They're partying in Manchester. They're be, like they're experiencing the scene, and they're getting more into the sound that will eventually define Simeon Mobile Disco. Um, I'll but- be the first right now to just unabashedly call for the release of this music. Release the release music! Release the Snyder Cut or whatever. Release the pre Release the cut. McNaughton Cut. Yeah, release the McNaughton Cut. <laughs> uh, so Jazz says of this time, none of that stuff's ever released, but weirdly, it is similar. We had synths, a guitar pedal, and a deck, uh, pretty much exactly what we knew do now. So this pre simian they're doing... A lot of this dancey stuff. Uh, he says we didn't have a clue what we were, we what we were. We weren't DJing with any serious intent, but we weren't really gigging as a band. We didn't really see a forum for what we were doing. Um, so around this time, they met Simon Lord. His dad, Jeremy, uh, was a synth head in the seventies and eighties and invented a thing called uh, the Skywave Lord synthesizer. Uh, I'd which, be friends with that guy. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, I found a video of Simon playing it. It is a, a giant analog synth from the 70s. Those 70s synths are are just unbelievable, yeah. man. Yeah. They're just comprehensively amazing. Yeah. So like Simon's talking about he Simon uh produced an entire record with his dad's synthesizer and old 
um, uh, old records of his grandma singing. <laughs> Do you know what he did? What, did it's he go called, by his name? Or it, what uh, that record's called Skywave. It's pretty hard to find nowadays. You can find tracks here or there, but it's just experimental, like moody electronic music with his with his grandma's like ghostly ethereal singing voice over Ooh. this like crazy synth stuff. It's pretty cool. He said he grew up. Simon grew up uh, with his dad's synths like in the living room and stuff, and him and his uh, sister would just like fuck around on his dad's synths for hours trying to make star wars sounds yeah man it's uh synthesizers good at making laser noises yeah so what do three manchester club kids who are experimenting with electronic music do when they connect with the son of a gearhead they make like more straightforward rock music (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's funny uh so uh simon was is more of a straight up sing like singer songwriter than the three of them so when he came in uh, they started playing stuff, and what came of it was Simeon, which is uh, is more straightforward rock music uh, with twinges of electronic stuff, a lot of uh, um, different instrumentation and things. Uh, uh, Jazz said, when we met Simon, we became more of a band. He came with the songs. We went from making weird experiments all day to blasting out songs. They became Simeon. I love some good song blasters. I love song blasting. Blasting songs is one of my favorite things. Yeah. So according to Jazz, Simon was interested in 60s psychedelia. Uh, and we felt there was a parallel to be drawn uh, between what happened in the 60s and more of uh, the IDM type stuff that I was into, uh, which was very granular and abstract. And somehow applying uh, those aesthetics to songs, it sounds totally unwise now, is what he says in retrospect. Uh, uh, and this is a little bit of what Simeon sounded like. This is a song off their uh, record, uh, their first record. It's called Helpless. <laughs> So you can hear like that it like it's got the trip hop elements yeah, in it. Yeah, it's got like the the fun uh, synthy stuff, uh, but like the 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 dancey drive, the pulsating beats are definitely not there yet. It does though. I think it like I don't, I don't know if you get to this in your research, but he produces uh, Arctic Monkey Ar- Arctic yeah. Monkeys later, and it I also know. you can hear you can hear a little bit of that influence yeah. uh, early on here. I think too. Um, uh, James specifically is like a, re- a co- incredibly respected, renowned yes. like in demand producer yeah. of all sorts Deser- of stuff. Deservedly yeah. so. Yeah. He um um uh, aside from uh his work in dance music, he is like a hot uh yeah. producer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so they were doing these these shows with Simeon. Uh, Jazz says we'd go to gig and bars afterwards and DJ and we'd piss people off by playing the wrong records. What we wanted to play was techno, but what people wanted to hear was the strokes. So we'd squeeze in as much as we could without turning them against us. So I would love to hear in 2001 them mixing the strokes with like, with Doppler effect or whatever. Yeah, right. There that would be crazy. That's what they were doing around this time. I and also can empathize with desperately wanting to play techno at people and yeah. not wanting to hear it. How many times I have alienated friends and family by playing uh, a completely inaccessible techno or at them. Alienating crowds who are there to hear dance music yeah. by playing techno from time to time. <laughs> um. 
So uh, within two years of becoming a band, they moved into a house together. They pumped out two records. Their label got swallowed by a much bigger and more corporate one. Figuratively they, or literally? They fi- literally. Oh, <laughs> literally. Man. A label ate a label. Yeah, a label ate a label <laughs> like when you see a, one big fish eat a smaller fish in one. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, thanks for sticking through our mouth sounds, everybody. Listen, people, there, I bet you there's like sticking a sticking through our mouth sounds with my a, new record. There's a small percentage who come for the mouth sounds. Oh, right? Yeah, you ASMR Shout out freaks. to the small percentage who comes yeah. for the mouth sounds, yeah. Darren. Um, so two year span, move in together, extended tour, two records. Do you think moving in together is a little fast after two years? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Definitely, God, it's been on my I brain. Miss doing this, you guys. <laughs> oh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. <laughs> anyway, they broke up because of all that stress. Yeah, because, because moving in together too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Uh, Jazz wouldn't do the dishes or whatever. I'm sure. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. Jazz, or he yeah. did too many. Or he did too many dishes. I'm stop not doing speak my for dishes. Him. He was either too clean or too dirty, though. Yeah. yeah Alex was like, "Stop doing my dishes. Yeah. I want to do my dishes." That'd then, be a funny fight between roommates. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do the dishes. No. <laughs> They're my dishes it's to do. It's the King of the Hill episode where his neighbor starts cutting his grass yeah. and he loses his mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So they're young guys. All that is too much stress. Uh, um, and Jass even says, like, I really think we had uh, a third record in us that would have been uh, um, something even um, more special than what they put out already. Uh, uh, but he says, the first thing I did after Simeon broke up was I went and bought a modular synthesizer and sat on my floor for months I figuring get it, it out. I get it. Um, uh, our knowledge of electronic music was much stronger in weird abstract IDM than it was in house or techno. And our understanding came from secondhand. We were discovering basic channel, old Chicago house, Jeff Mills, uh, it wasn't built in from the start. We were kind of bluffing, uh, but we were starting to get gigs and proper clubs, uh, places like Fabric. Yeah. So um, for, from 2003-ish, when the band broke up, uh, for the next three, four years, they're figuring it out. They're they're gigging. They're DJing. They're getting better. They're figuring out stuff. And then uh, they get a little help from a two of our favorite French electronic music artists, a little duo from France. Not the one you're thinking of, though. Not Daft Punk. Get get higher pitched, though. Yes! Get, get uh, no. Uh, uh, these uh, a, a song of theirs got picked up by Justice and remixed into uh, what became like a, a dance music anthem. We are your friends. We all know that song. Yeah, you played the really you do. really played the part that people know. Yeah. <laughs> I could have time stamped it. You could have. I could have, but could've. I didn't. It's okay. We know that one. Um so that was how much does a timestamp cost? Yeah, dude. How much yeah. does a time? How much does it cost to something something Stop, through time? Stop, dude. You're starting to scratch the surface on how I'm gonna sucks. get into the hospital. <laughs> what sucks is all, all my timestamps are old, so I now I have to go buy like three cent timestamps. That's why I buy forever <laughs> timestamps. 
<laughs> Fucking sucks. I have to buy all these stupid three set timestamps just so I can use my old damn timestamps. I know, and the post office is only open for two hours forty years ago. I know. So I can figure that out. Yeah, post. Is this a is this in a like a really American bit? I don't know. Uh, how does the post how office does, work? How does the how post, does the post office, office work where you are? How do you so hit us up yeah, on whatever? We sound dumber and dumber every time we get in front of a microphone. Yeah. Hey, what a humiliation! As far as I know, okay. other places there's one guy in town with a horse. <laughs> And you have to <laughs> disrespectful <laughs> fucking alienating I tone. I am, not, I am not. I am not jumping on that. All right. We respect the post we offices everywhere. All postal yeah. workers around the world. Okay. <laughs> the, the world's preeminent post office. I bet they have three side stamps. Other places. Yeah, I'm sure they do. People will get it. Hey, get it. Yeah, you know all the other places that you sense. Yeah. In America, sometimes your stamps get too expensive to not work anymore. <laughs> What you, that is the joke's on us. <laughs> joke what is on us. Joke on, joke's on me. Uh. I thought they would appreciate value. <laughs> <laughs> Some stamps do yeah, obviously appreciate value. That's that's little... why I'm I'm, I'm I'm bottoms up on twenty thousand dollars of Garfield stamps from nineteen ninety two. If you wait a hundred years, those could be worth eighty cents more than now. I know. My mother has been telling me for a long time, like you need to take a look at your grandpa's stamp collection because there could be something in there. And I'm like, I almost guarantee there's not. But yeah. if there is, nobody robbed my parents' house, I put, right? Or else I kept I kept <laughs> the other week. I kept a nickel because it had like green rust on it. I was like, this means it's real. <laughs> But I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, hold that. on to that nickel for a while. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, that's not going to happen. Yeah, sure. um, uh, so that was about embarrassing confessions. Yeah. <laughs> that, that song came out in the summer of 2006. Uh, uh, Simeon um, gained a little bump from that. A year later, uh, the two the two guys that had stuck together from Simeon to form the more dancey oriented group Simeon Mobile Disco. Released their first album, Attack, Decay, Sustain, Release. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah, it's a great one. It's, it's a, good a good title. One. Yeah, it's a great one. So this this is uh, it's interesting to me at this point. Uh, I found a really really good interview with Jass from Vice Magazine, just about the history of the group uh, and what each uh, era of them meant. Uh, in uh, in a similar ways to Daft Punk, where each album cycle they're attacking uh their sound in a completely new uh, but they're also decaying sustaining and releasing their sound also they are sustaining and releasing for those of you who don't who who aren't instantly uh, or synthesizer people or whatever adsr attack decay sustain release is a very 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 important component to crafting your sound on on an analog synthesizer it's your parameters yeah it's your parameters i also want to say before we get too far away from it it's incredibly funny to name your new band simeon mobile disco after your old band's called simeon yeah what a fun idea that came from the the gigs we were talking about where they had to like mix techno in with the strokes and shit they were gigging as um simeon uh and these two of them would go off and find like an after hours club or something in town when they were on tour and they would play as Simeon Mobile Disco and they would try to get these rock kids or whatever to come dance. That's a much cooler name than too many DJs. <laughs> yeah. Solvex should have called their thing yeah. Solvex Mobile Disco. Yeah. Yeah. I love Solvex though. I do too. That's not a knock on it. I'm just saying no. too many DJs Bad is not as good of a name as Simeon Mobile Disco. But it is a little bit true. Most In most cases... 
too too many de- okay yeah all right that doesn't fair work. enough it yeah, doesn't yeah. work fine fine <laughs> fuck off. it's a statement on the industry exactly. they're just saying it's there actually, are too many of us they are there yeah it's a political statement yeah for sure um uh uh yeah so this interview with jess was interesting because he he talked about the album cycles basically um we have uh, attack to uh, sustain uh, decay sustain release is their first foray into this stuff it's really just an introduction to uh the sounds that they are trying to do their next album temporary pleasure is uh they is one that they didn't have much of a uh plan going into uh they didn't really know what they wanted to do and they were just making songs and inviting people to sing uh and the end product was much poppier than they had kind of anticipated or planned on and jazz says like like we did not like that was not the reaction we were looking for that was not really the music that we were trying to do it just kind of like everything locked into a more poppy sound and we really took a hit for it so they became more intentional in what they were trying to do each album cycle after that unpatterns they were spending a lot of time in berlin at that point going to like uh jazz was like the the shows we were going to there like end at lunchtime the next day so that one is much more like an post like after party hypnotic uh rhythmic thing uh and, and then warl they go out to uh joshua, joshua tree Jane. to make a party record that's like that was their goal uh uh and then uh murmurations is the one that they make with the throat singers. Man, uh, I love, I love murmurations. Yeah, we'll, we're we're not there yet. We will get there. That is, that is. There's it. a very real chance uh, I could talk about that for a lot longer sometime too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I uh, it's interesting to hear them like, uh, uh, come off that sophomore album and be like, we have to be more intentional about what we are trying to say and do with each record. And then at, at, like you can hear that going back to each one at that we point. We hear a good ground respect yeah. intentionality. We love yeah. it. Um, absolutely. Uh, so absolutely. there, absolutely. Uh, uh, there, there is a concert online of murmurations. Uh, we've watched it. I don't know that you watched it with us. That I, was have, Ber- I have absolutely watched. You it. watched it. We watched it at Berg's house. Yeah. We watched it at Berg's. Shout out, um, Bergs. Shout out, Bergs. Uh, so uh, this is a, a, an interesting concert to think about. Uh, so they are doing the live instrumentation, like they're you know they've got their live set up in front of a forty-piece uh, throat singing choir, the, uh, the deep throat the deep choir. Throat choir yeah. uh, and I didn't know this beforehand. The the that was the choir that informed on Watergate, right? Yes, yeah, the deep throat <laughs> choir. Yeah. Um, the visuals of that show are perform are being performed live in a uh, in a lab two miles away from the venue. <laughs> I love stuff like that. I, yeah, there's people out there who are gonna be like, but yeah. that's like our so, shit. So, uh, so cool. um, like there there was a interview I saw where James uh, somebody asked like, why did you why did you do Warl like out in the desert like that? It sounds like a nightmare. And he's like, yeah, it was it was like we wanted to make it hard on ourselves. Uh, I so- think they were also just like because that record is written on the gear it's performed on. Yeah. Like they did that pretty much out of the box on the hardware on yeah. the same rig they were going to tour with. It's like if you can take it anywhere, why not take it out into the desert? Yeah, I think um, also like like, you know, Good Ground is our, our label's name. Right. And it came from of us putting 
music that we like in places it doesn't belong. Oh, it right? also or whatever, yeah, taking techno you know? to the and desert rocks. Techno to the forest rocks. Taking techno yeah. anywhere. You heard it rocks. here first, folks. Our name came from putting our feet in mud. <laughs> it did. It really good, did. Good ground. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which I do want to say, the more I spend time, uh, if I had looked up more of that, there are a ton of Christian organizations called Good Ground. That has to be some kind of biblical thing. Man, I hope we get into it. Ours is not. Ours is not. We just, just we found some really good. We're setting mud the record straight. <laughs> Ours has a lot more to do with mud than Jesus. We just want to set yeah. the record Jesus straight. Jesus had a lot of mud stuff in yeah. the Bible. He put mud on those people's eyes and all that stuff. What? It happened. No Jesus cured the blind in the Bible. Jesus cures claims. All right, he cures a blind man by putting mud in his eyes. That's <laughs> bro. You got to get mixed up with the Bible. Nah. Oh no, I'm becoming evangelical. Nah. <laughs> the name if there's one thing I'm evangelical you. about, it's synthesizers and techno, that's, not religion. I'm evangelical uh, about cats. That's. Evangelical. Oh my god. <laughs> Evangelical. <laughs> Evangelical is a good name. Yeah. No, we it's are, not. Once again, so not that funny. Jellical ball. I'm gonna fucking win the Jellical Ball someday. Simeon Mobile. So, there's that episode of Mr. Being, Belvedere where they had to stop where filming he got sat on his, his Jellical yeah. Balls. His Jellical <laughs> Balls. Um, uh, so, James said of this Murmurations concert yeah. uh, um, that. There are so many ways it could have gone wrong, and that's exactly how we did things as well. We uh, Making electronic music now, there are so many convenient and economical ways of doing things, and we'll always find a way to make it much more complicated. <laughs> and it's just like, that's a funny way to think about it, uh, but um, there, you know, there, I think the proof is in the pudding with these fellas. Like, their music does sound like more difficult to make (laughs) and you know you got to appreciate that like as it becomes easier to dj or produce in the box right like it you can you can put together a cool techno track in one hour with not a lot of experience it becomes like well then what makes it interesting i think there was that claude quote maybe sometime last year that like a, a any laptop today is better than like a half a million dollar studio 20 yeah, years yeah. ago or whatever right it's just there's it is and and like i i uh i'm a guy who who plays uh, yeah darren's gotten been driven insane by synthesizers I've been driven since insane last by spoke. synthesizers right and and it, it is it's a different thing i like like uh you know we we talk a bunch about how djing producing in the box and then playing like a tactile analog instrument are, are all you know, different sides to kind of the same thing, but they're all very different skill sets and, and different, uh, different pros and cons for sure. Yeah. You know what? And as we start to get into the record, uh, I remember Jazz saying, or James, I can't remember who was talking about it, but they were saying like, say James then, and you're right. That's true. Uh, uh, that just like, they don't want to use synthesizers that have keyboards. They're like, that's yeah. just kind of yeah. antithetical to how we do this. Uh, kind of antithetical to how we do this uh, because, you know, they, they want to twist knobs and sequence things. And and this live record is just full of of sequencers and uh, arpeggiation, you know? Yeah. It's like the whole thing is just, it's so lush and so loopy. And it, do, it doesn't sound like something you could have played on a keyboard, you know? No, it's funny. It, it's... Uh, so the, the Pitchfork review of this article starts of the album uh uh uh, yes uh the pitchfork review of live the 2013 uh live album released by simeon mobile disco starts by ruminating on that famous dead mouse blog uh, blog post where he's like we just all push play yeah 
um, uh, if if anybody doesn't know that around this time that was a, a big dead mouse thing uh he was like uh, uh anybody who says they're doing anything more than pushing play up there is lying uh and then uh these guys put out this thing where uh again uh to go back to my experience seeing them uh and at that point having only ever seen uh live stuff with a, a one guy behind decks or two you know one or two guys behind decks uh um to see two guys uh with their backs to the audience like plugging in stuff and turning knobs and like running around this crazy contraption i had no idea at that time what was going on or why they were doing any of that stuff yeah but i was like that is so it's so enthralling to watch this 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 um this live album is i believe it's I want to say it's Pittsburgh, but it's the last leg of their 2012 live it's, tour. Uh, uh, it's Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. So I this is P- also the that, Pittsburgh yeah. of East Philadelphia. Yeah, right. That is. Uh, it's Sorry also to it, people who listen to this in either of those cities. Uh, <laughs> an important. An important. Uh, or is it? Uh, is it? Uh, Pawtucket or whatever. I don't know, man. But but the point is, this is Buxatani. That's where it is. This is the last leg. But but what? So this is. uh, It's important to know about this album that it is a one One cut, no editing, nothing's cut out. It's not a combination of multiple Mm -hmm. dates. It is one. And you can hear places where it gets a little out of whack, and and that's what I like about it. But it's not. It's not like. I don't know. I think that like like there's an interview, and he says that. I'm I'm not sure. It's credited to to Simeon Mobile Disco saying I don't remember what interview it was, but he says that these the unpredictable uh, something along the lines of the unpredictable gives you opportunities to really play yeah. within and, and and create some of the most unique moments. And, you and can hear you can, it. You can. And you know what? And uh, the and when we'll talk about the the rig uh, as we get deeper into it. But uh, also just recognizing they're like the modular setup we have can be fussy. And there can be, you know, there can be issues yeah. and there can be times where, you know, patches get weird. Yeah. And that's the high wire act is what makes this so compelling and why these versions of some of the tunes from Unpatterns are the uh, quintessential versions for me. And that is uh, that's something that is uh, uh, funny. Uh, uh, Jazz talking about the difficulty of putting all that stuff together. Uh, he's his quote is it does not make it better. It doesn't necessarily make it better. But it does make it more fun. <laughs> I do want to say I tweeted at these guys a couple of years ago because I was watching the uh, teen comedy Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. And two of the guys who are planning um, to cause trouble at this party, one's wearing an X-Files shirt and he looks he looks just like James. And the other one looks just like Jess. And I tweeted at both of them and I was like, I was watching Can't Hardly Wait and it looks like these two dudes are about to fire up Cerulean because <laughs> it was uncanny. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Ken Hardly Wait. Hey, do you guys shout remember? Do you guys remember when David tweeted you guys that recap with Ken Hardly Wait? Yeah, I do remember that. No, I'm asking Chas. Do they James. remember? Oh yeah, because they are absolutely. If you guys, listening. if you guys no, can remember, not. yeah, they are. They have to be. You guys, if you guys remember, please. If, if you guys remember, just shout out. Shout, shout us out if you remember. <laughs> yeah. good, 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 good ground Detroit. Good it's great. Uh, Detroit.com. If, if they were listening, they might have turned it off by now. Yeah. We really we go through the gamut of. <laughs> alienating people we do sorry pittsburgh sorry sorry for calling yeah, philadelphia we, we the issue a list of apology <laughs> we'll put out an apology list hey hey philly fix that fucking bell yeah philly <laughs> fix your goddamn bell fix philly that then i'll fuck. get put some respect hey, on sorry your to post offices around the world yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Can we talk about the the rig a little bit? Let's talk, we, about, the let's talk about the rig. Holy cannoli! Um, it's 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 very cool. I, I I don't have a ton of specifics. Um, <laughs> in my head, in 2011, what I remember is them plugging stuff in and out like uh like 1950s phone operators. Well, I think my first exposure to someone patching live like that. Uh, on a modular rig was Radiohead. Seeing Johnny Greenwood do it yeah. for like Idiotech during that yeah, uh, so tour. Jazz is pretty much uh, on this tour living behind uh, the, the analog systems modular synth that they use. And uh, that that is that is where you will see all of the wires and, and, and the patches and all of that stuff. I'm remiss that we don't have a... Because I would love if they had shot this like high quality three cam. We have the boiler room. Yeah, from around this time. I don't know if it was this tour, but it was around that. And it is an incredible set they put on. It's very similar Absolutely. to this, but it is a early would, boiler room. Make, it's blurry. It's hard to see. I would make an see. argument that that's one of the most unique boiler rooms by far. Yes. Like it's such a different thing than what boiler room like becomes, I guess, or is. Yeah. Even, even surrounding that, but it's such a cool thing. Uh, yeah. This that was in 2013. So this is the same. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. So we have the analog systems modular yeah. mm -hmm. uh, modular rig. Uh, we also have the uh, Dave Smith Prophet. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this word, but a, a dupe for dark energy, and then the classic Roland 909. Yeah. Um. And and the Prophet is so lush. Man, the Prophet rocks. I, I think too, though. Like, what's interesting is. Um, a lot of people have, we, we mentioned synths with keyboards uh, yeah. on them. Um, a lot of people have uh, the, the, the sequence, the sequences in their, their, their keyboarded synth or their sequencer or whatever, and, and some automation on, or modulation on parameters or whatever. But um, all of, all of, or some of the sequencing came from a, a on this show, came from a launch pad and a couple of iPads that were triggering MIDI sequences in able from ableton uh 2023 ableton is much different than 2013 ableton yeah. anyone out there who's familiar with yeah it. but anyway i mean but the point is all of the modulation you're that's hearing only, that's what they're playing i just like it's um, like six years after a like the daft punk tour and we when we talked to nick like he had to ask them what uh what the ipad was in their yeah, set yeah what, like touch the, what do you I'm mean say, yeah. I, I guess to to, to <laughs> if you're not a gear person and you're listening to this uh modular synths Basically, when you have a synthesizer uh, that is not modular, you you have all these components, and they are wired together in a specific way yeah. that you cannot change. Right. So you have your uh, uh, your oscillator going into a filter, going into something else, and it Pretty is much an permanently ADSR that way. and an envelope filter for the most yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, and you have yeah an envelope filter. Uh, you know, you have these things and they are hardwired to it and they're hardwired to a keyboard and you can't change it. What modular is, is uh, you have all of these components as individual modules that you buy and you route yourself and then you can change the order and uh, what you're you're plugging in by patching it yourself. You're, yeah, you're essentially making a, a brand new instrument every time. Yeah. And if you, if you out there are, are a music person and maybe not a synth person, think guitar pedals, right? If you're a guitarist, you know the order of three different guitar pedals can can grossly change what sound comes out. Um, so it's it's really cool. Modular is is such. It's one of those the possibilities are like almost literally endless with a modular synth, especially something the size of, of what Simimo Disco is using. It's one of the funnest and most expensive hobbies in the world, it and really I'm so is. scared to get into it yeah, because man. I know it's going to ruin my fucking <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah, man. Uh, there's a really good uh, 
uh, Gearhead article from around the time yeah. of Murmurations where they it's just those two and a, a, a journalist letting them be uh, dorky about their gear and they just a bunch of pictures and stuff. Yeah, uh, just Google it because like if you if you want to. Uh, read a bunch of stuff that goes way over your head technologically. <laughs> and you know what? It's not the same rig as this tour, but if you want to get a good look at what they're doing, uh, the KEXP session they do yeah. is is really good. You really get a, a close-up, high-quality view of, of uh, what they're doing. Also, I, at this point, I do want to say, you know, we're, we're trying to figure this stuff out on the internet and, and watching videos and stuff. If we've gotten something wrong, please reach out to us and let us know. We almost uh, certainly we have. We almost certainly have gotten some things wrong. And and Jazz and James, if you're listening and we... we come to my birthday. Come to my birthday party. Uh, uh, and if, if we're talking about any gear and any of the distributors of the gear are listening and we've gotten it incorrect, send us a sample. Give we'll it to send, me a, send me a profit. If, yeah, send me a you, profit, please. If you made one of those modu- if you make one of those modular synthesizers, give it to me for my birthday. <laughs> really? Really? We'll take it. We'll, we'll take, take one off of birthday. your hands. Just somebody do something special for my birthday. But I you know, <laughs> I, I think that like like Aspic, When's your birthday, Andy? August twenty third, nineteen eighty. Aspic is one of my favorite tracks of all time, no qualifiers. And Which I, one? I, Aspic. And okay. I agree almost wholeheartedly that this version of, of Aspic is is the one I think you know it's or like hands together like I love hands, hands together. together I love sleep deprivation do you want to hear a little bit of Aspic yeah please, please. alright always Beautiful. I, yeah. I, what a track. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got something here. I got something here. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, Devin just looked very excited. And that is... No, world. this is not exciting. It's just crazy. Uh, so, uh, The Prophet, you know, is Dave Smith. It's, yes. It was his company. Um, he, uh, one of the most famous uh, uh, engineers of all time, one of the most famous synths of all time, he died on May 31st, 2022 in Detroit, because he was there for movement. That was the day we were Whoa. there this year. Wow. He died he died in Detroit the day we were at movement. That's really I mean that's not it's I I feel bad about that and that's Absolutely. not exciting. It's just incredibly no. bizarre and coincidental. No. Yeah, it is. That was the day we went to Hart Plaza this year. Wow. That is I he's I mean his synths are are the sound of Tomorrow. so many uh, yeah. famous albums, so many Absolutely. favorite uh, famous uh, soundtracks, sounds from movies. That's really wild. Wow. Sorry to interrupt Aspic for that. That's just nuts. Um, I forgive you. <laughs> this is this uh, this weird. is we've done we've done these album reviews track by track stuff. We are not going to go track by track for through this one uh, like we have other albums in the past because it is exceedingly difficult to pick 10 seconds out of this to play for you and you're remiss to if you to have, interrupt yeah. it you if know? you have not yeah. if you have not listened if you have listened to Simeon Bulba Disco or not if you have not listened to this particular album the only way to do it is to block out 68 minutes yeah. and sit down do uh, it in the headphones yeah do it I, in nice headphones or a nice speaker uh get some mood lighting going on um 
uh, imbibe in whatever particular uh, uh, whatever you want. Chianti for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crack nice a, chamomile tea. Crack a Miller Lite. Hey, uh, <laughs> but also, you know, you know, to go back to um, and and just uh, and listen to it from start to, to finish. Go back Spark to, up um, a CBD it, cigar. Yeah, yeah. Have yeah. <laughs> to go back a little bit to, to um, some of the you know whether it's whether <laughs> do it's, some Vicks throat spray. <laughs> whether it's the the Pitchfork review or some of the other the other um, stuff written about this album, I think. Um, a lot of people get it right. It is hard to just scrub to a point and start listening. Uh, not hard. I I do it. I love it. But but it is a whole thing. But but what what is really on display uh, in this album is just true mastery of of tension building. Yeah. And, and release. Yeah. It is it is just this amazing use of of you know filter reverb just you know uh, uh sideband filters it's just um it is something so awesome uh it's something that um i think people understand once they get into this type of music but uh like the tension like the aspect of tension and release and the the idea of that like stress stress can be fun <laughs> Uh, uh, is is sometimes difficult to grasp, but this is a master course in yes. that in building, in building stress and in, in like uh, in stressing you out so that you can get to the euphoric. And, and I'm release. not going to pull to the Chemical Brothers too hard right there, but I do want to paint a different picture here. The Chemical Brothers use. I love, uh, for those of you who don't know, Chemical Brothers are my favorite, my favorite band in what? the world. And they use- We did a Chemical um, Brothers tribute set at Creepy Cheapy this year. We did. They did, um, but, but but what the Chemical Brothers do is, is off, not often, I mean, they have a huge career, but they often use abra abrasive sounds to build tension. I think that it's a little bit different with what Simeon Noble yeah. Disco is doing. It's more of a this wall. Is a, they this get is you in a wall of, of wet- Sound this reverb. is an exercise yeah. in techno that can be beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And, and this melodic. I don't want to precision. I don't want to run this episode long, so I am going to dump just a few things yeah, here about sure. uh, what I like about this album. Uh, real quick, I'm just going to list them off. There are a couple huge moments where they do warm, lush synth breaks. They do it in Cerulean. They do it in uh, Put Your Hands Together, where they just let this gigantic uh, synth break ring out. I love that. Uh, they wash a ton of the top percussion, like the hats and the ride in reverb. So it sounds gigantic, but it doesn't have that like hiss that a lot of techno has. Uh, they do. They let it be warm and beautiful in a way that a lot of techno acts won't. Uh, they do a lot of uh, really weird rhythmic stuff with the claps and snares and some of these breaks that I never do in my music. And when I listen back to this, I want to do more of that. Yeah. Uh, and then they also take these tracks that were studio tracks and and turn them into versions that they can play on this rig, like the Hustler Jam. I that love is, the Hustler uh, Jam. That is man. Uh, a quote that I did not pull for this article that I found in my research was Jazz figure saying like, uh, especially with their second album, how they had to figure out what it meant to make studio albums and then like their whole goal from the very beginning was make studio records that you can listen to at home. And then find ways to make those party tracks live, yeah. Yeah, live yeah. settings. And in the in the disparate, it took them a while to figure yeah. out what that looked like. Uh, but they like by 2013, they figured it out. They have found ways to make something that you can listen to while like cleaning up at home. Uh, it's just fun, like good fun home music into party music. Absolutely. And I want to say this, you know, in the in the. Uh, uh, organization of the tracks uh the last pocket of this record goes up against 
any album I've ever heard. Absolutely. Interference yes. and to put your hands together into sleep deprivation is one of the yeah. strongest uh, uh, legs of any record I've ever listened to. And that's to. like that's like 16 minutes of just yeah, like it's also, incredible. Also, it's, yeah. it's it's one of those situations too where the the sum is is greater than its parts. I love hands together, and I love I love sleep deprivation. That's it's one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, that's and my favorite. This, this uh, hands together. You know, into it gets the, into the key changes with sleep deprivation yeah. and plays. It's a such it's they such do, a they cool, do the Robert cool Hood. Moment. Well, it's not Robert Hood's thing, but it yeah. always makes me think of Robert Hood of like live tuning the ride yes. while it's yes. playing. Yes. yes, it reminds me of uh, Minimal Nation. When yeah. and like listening to this, I found again and again in a, in a bunch of different interviews, Jeff Mills's name comes up. Like yeah. who are inspirations? Jeff Mills. Jeff Mills. Jeff Mills. I hear it for sure. Absolutely. Uh, and um, also, I want to say I just talked about his his. Ten favorite uh, electronic records. We talk about the IDM stuff. His, I think, his number one on that was Selected Ambient Works, Aphex Twin, which yep. was my entry point to all of this stuff. Makes sense. You can hear yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, your your is, is Aspic your favorite? Uh, on this, on yeah. this, I'm going to go with the closer. I, I, Aspic is is one of my favorite songs of theirs for yeah. sure. But I'm going the hands together into Sleep Deprivation 100. percent Put your hands together is my favorite. Or you know, track honestly, this record. Supermoon, Supermoon, Supermoon's uh, a good. That they have a great Supermoon. Cerulean is great on the al yeah. on the live album. Like I could. I, this is hard. It's hard because I yeah. think of it as one thing, right? Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of this this album. I've tried to DJ the studio versions of this off on patterns, and it is it's a difficult one to work in because it's so its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of room to mix other stuff into it because it's so lush and full. But when you listen to them do it live, it's yeah, so man. being yeah. able to just the transitions between the tracks are nuts. But for me, put put your hands together is my favorite SMD song of all time. And it is the live version. That's my favorite. That's my favorite track of theirs. Um, uh, yeah. Hands down. Uh, uh, my yeah. hands together. <laughs> that into sleep deprivation. Sleep deprivation is my favorite. Yeah. SMD song of all time they should put sure. sleep deprivation on your epitaph man that is yeah uh, that's, that's a, just that's about a motto for yeah you. that's that's how i've lived my life <laughs> uh, and that's why and that's a very different version than yeah. than is on the the first album i was know? uh i was interested to learn that even though yeah they are mixing in lot this is all live instrumentation but they had a pretty rigid set list yeah for this with for this tour uh, which is interesting to learn, but that but that they have plenty of room for variation in how they mix and in, yeah. in, in and out and, and what they play and, and what they jam and what, what they solo and things. Um, when I saw them two years before this, it opened with sleep deprivation. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So you heard it here first, folks. A uh, good album. Good album. Perfect record. Per it is. It uh, really is. It is a perfect record. It is. Like One of the 10 best. out of 10. Yeah, it is my second favorite live album of any genre uh, behind Alive 2007, and there's a there. I mean, there's a reason this is what we're coming back with. It's 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 not only is it a perfect album, but it's one that's really important. Yeah, to us. we so have we listened to this together. Yeah. so many dozens so many of times. times. Yeah. It's when we put on, you know, when we're partying, we we there, there comes a point in a lot of nights where we're like, we should Start probably just do SMD. Right? Yeah, yeah, this absolutely. one, Alive 2007. We've done No Geography a bunch together. Yep. Those are three records that we've that we've done on the show I, dude i will go as far as to say my, so i i, I, I yeah. I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna talk about my my duo for a second because our setup is so similar yeah, you guys to, have the it, same rig yeah, as this I, so, tour so uh my my new duo mod house uh check us out mod uh, at mod house uh at mod house music no at mod house detroit on instagram but anyway we uh you know we do uh kevin uh kevin kevin 
who who is my partner in that in that project. He plays a modular rig, and I play the newer version of the Roland drum machine, or not newer, but the different, uh, the TR8S, and I and and the mixer and a couple uh, analog synths, and and it's 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 in no small part because how much I love this album that, that I want to play music like this. And, and, you know, hopefully one day I can get somewhere close to something like this. We'll see. But uh, it's, it's crazy to see, um, you know, as someone who, who, who plays similar instruments, uh, synthesizers to this, what they do on this record is truly amazing. They rein in so many sounds. They open up so many moments. The words that come to my mind are, are, are controlled chaos. It is, it is so easy for a modular rig like what he's what he's playing to just go crazy, just to go crazy because you know it's a million wires and a million knobs and every single thing yeah. you know just impacts the sound so much. Controlled it's, cast. Now that's a CC that I'll order. Need hell yeah. There it's a we Canadian go. Club junkie fuckers. <laughs> Sorry to everybody who doesn't know. Sorry to people who don't drink Canadian Club. Sorry to people who do drink Canadian Club. Yeah, man. honestly, yeah. that's my drink of choice. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that go- that goes back uh, again. I found three or four quotes from James that were like, "We don't have to do it this way. There's a lot easier ways to do it, but it's fun to make it this hard on yourself sometimes." And you know, you know? to 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 pull away from the the we just press play thing too. I think is you know there's there's. There is an appreciation and a need for, you know, unique versions or redefinitions it, of what playing electronic music Dead really Mouse means. says we all just press play, but is he considered pressing stop? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Dead Mouse fan. Like listening, him, sorry, Dead Mouse. Dead Mouse, if you're listening, come to my birthday. Yeah, Dead Mouse, if you're listening, you're. Welcome. It's funny because he has since become a modular synth nut. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You, Dead Mouse, you can come play, press play at my birthday party anytime. Yeah. Don't use any mm-hmm. bad words while you're there. Don't no. do Keep it or else my mom will kick, kick you out <laughs> or whatever. Uh, we have a segment on the show called From My Butts to Your Gart Blops. It's always been it's, called that. It's, it's actually always been called Don't always, From My Beeps to Your Blops. Don't go, uh, don't go back and listen to any other episode. individually yeah. uh, just pick a tune we've been into lately um, that we're digging. Uh, I can go first. Hell yeah! So I I uh, I found this track, and at first I'm like, this is a this is a gimmick track, and it has since become something heavily uh, heavily in my rotation of stuff I'm listening to. And uh, so so I chose a track called uh, Grand Tech Auto by an artist called Burner. Uh, it's capital B U R N R. And what it is is it is the it's the Grand Theft Auto song, but it's like this. I don't know. It's groovy. It's it's something I played. While it a we little were bit reminds out. me of what SMD does yeah, with man. Big Fun I, on History yeah. Elevate. They like take all of the sounds you know from I Big Fun, but arrange it in a different this way. This track came on a shuffle or something, or, or, or a set I was listening to, and I was like, oh, I got to turn this off. I don't want to listen to this Grand Theft Auto stuff. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh man, this is one of my. They take all the tracks. sounds you know and put it in an so incredibly this interesting. Is, uh, uh, this is Grand Tech Auto by Burner. Incredible. It's very good. The, the, the album art looks like a PS2 game. It has to. It has to if <laughs> yeah. you're going to use those sounds. Yeah. Incredible. 
Uh, I can go next. So, uh, you know, while we're talking about uh, lush, prettier techno and synth dudes, there's a, a guy out of Sweden, um, Vigo Deist. He uh, had a boiler room set that was great. He's put out stuff on Seinfeld's Young Ethics and Shall Not Fade. Uh, he's... I don't know how how wide his reach is right now, yeah. but his all of his stuff is incredible. Man. He's got a couple unreleased tracks on that boiler room that are nuts. Um, I think he's someone to watch. He was this was uh, my second most played song on Spotify this year. And when I posted my recap, he sent me a little thank you. So from Detroit to Sweden, uh, I just want to say Vigo Dist is incredible. Uh, this is my pick because it's uh, my kind of thing, but his whole catalog is worth spending time with. Hell yeah. Man, so ever since you uh, sent me that boiler room, uh, he's a guy who's who's just heavy in rotation. What yeah, I'm man, to. I listen yeah. to that boiler room right. all the time. But you're right about that. Um, that the, the whole catalog. Whole, I mean, that is a and his is boiler room. Track. Aside from uh, unless the two songs are him under a different name, the entire boiler room's his stuff. And like his song, I think his most played song only has like forty thousand plays or something wow. on Spotify. He is a guy who will be huge. I, I guarantee so it. Yeah. I think so too. Uh, like what? Uh, how long has he been putting out music? Uh, I, I don't know how long he's been putting out stuff, uh, overall, but he started putting out stuff under this name in like 2018 or 2019. Yeah. So it's still kind of fresh. Cool. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, yeah, he, we're, he's we're talking less than 2,500 monthly listens. So he, please, Bound everyone go up. listen, go listen to him, Vigo Dist. Give, listen to his boiler room, spread the word. He's give, incredible. Give Vigo Dist the old alive bump. Yeah. Give Vigo Dist the old alive bump. We love bumps. We love <laughs> bumps. Uh, I'm talking about like music, bro. Oh, yeah. Fist bumps. bumps. Yeah. Like we love bumps. Bumper like, bump, 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 bump. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Bubble you bump. Can't say that. Bubble bump. 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 Shout out Diplo. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Uh, Andy, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna play a song called "Heaven by the Vision." Yeah, that is a groovy as fuck. Yeah, that's a bump. That's an Andy track. That's an Andy, that's an Andy track. track. That's right away, what I'm talking about. That's a bump that I'd bum. Yeah, I'd I'd bubble bump that. Shut <laughs> up, man. I do bubble bump that. Oh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. I, I, and um, uh, like you know, you guys, uh, a lot of you are here because you love Daft Punk. Uh, there's not a lot of dance music that is, it could be further away from Daft Punk that as Simeon Mobile Disco. It's a lot different. It, it is a lot different. It's a lot different, but there is a lot there's of, so, of commonality. I, yeah. there's, I think there is a lot of commonality. Uh, if, you, if you listen to a Daft Punk song and a Simeon Mobile Disco song, uh, right on, uh, on surface level, uh, 
uh, it might not mesh. You might not like. You might turn it off. Uh, give it some time. Give it some spend time. some time. Especially like listen to the live album. Listen to it. T- and I want to say that like if uh, I don't know if Simi Mobile Disco would view it this way, but the Bloghouse scene, which is where they started, and it was not the sound they continued yeah. with, is born out of a Human After All. And Absolutely. I don't know if that's the press contextualizing it that way, you know. But the Justice stuff, that whole scene, there was an explosion out of that. So if if the the part of you that likes that part of Daft Punk will find a lot yeah. here, and this might be a way for you, an entry point for you to get into some more interesting synthesizer <laughs> yeah. stuff. You know, you might become get a synth pilled like me. Yeah, you yeah, might become life. a hypnotic yeah. synth freak like Darren. <laughs> uh, hey man, uh, one day. So uh, uh, we should uh, we should do some little plugs here at the end of the episode. Yeah. So. Uh, I want, go ahead. I want to say what we've been up to in the uh, intervening time that we've last spoke is that we have launched uh, a, a label here in Detroit and a party, and they've been going incredibly well, and they've been well attended. So if you are someone who is uh, around Detroit or going to be around Detroit and want to uh, come see some stuff, we, we're doing a lot of shows coming up. I'm not going to plug them specifically, but we are Good Ground Detroit on Instagram. Uh, Good Ground Detroit is our website. Uh, you can find me. On Instagram is Devin Jetsky, and that's my website as well. We're doing a lot of stuff this year, and I'm I'm really excited about it. So if you want to be a part of it, come say hi, come hang out. Yeah. Absolutely, I, I I echo all of that. I mean, I think that we are we're we're. We've we're really a, happy with, we, with what we're doing with we Good Ground. We saved the ski lodge. We stopped Y2K. <laughs> we do a themed party every month, and that's uh, a couple of them, Y2K Ski Lodge. It's a night of house and techno. Out on, yeah, check it check out. Check us out on the social media or goodgrounddetroit.com if you want to learn more about, about all of that. Uh, my name is is Darren Shelton. I um, I'm on all of the social medias as the most Darren. That's also my website, themostdarren.com. Uh, you can uh, also check out uh, my um, my new project, Mod House, which is uh, very similar uh, in setup, uh, not necessarily in sound, uh, to what we've talked about today. Um, we are playing some analog techno. Uh, techno. Uh, go to uh, modhousemusic.com. Uh, we have one mix uh, out on uh, SoundCloud that was a live set we played uh, last month. Uh, and we're very excited to see more. Uh, that's uh, Kevin Kevin uh, and me. Uh, he's at Kevin Kevin X, KVN KVN. X, if you want to follow him on the socials and see his crazy fucking mod setup, yeah. Uh, if you want to see go in the best way, hundreds of wires plugged into too up. many wires. Yeah. I'm a synth guy, and it gives me anxiety yeah. to look at his setup. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. My name's Andy, uh, Andy underscore enthusiast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, come see us, DJ. Absolutely. And you know what else I want to say? Uh, there are a lot of you that we made friends with uh, through this podcast. Uh, that we still talk to all the time. You know, we we talk to some of you on Instagram, and we become friends on on other social media platforms and stuff. And we used to have a lot of folks who would email us. So if you are listening and you want to say hi, or even if you just want to check in with us, please reach out on on the socials, or you can email us. Uh, and that is uh, the best email is what probably info at. I, as of right now, it's info at alive twenty one twenty one dot com. Yeah. So or why, no info at. Uh, uh, Send it to Darren at goodgrounddetroit.com right now, and we'll update it with, yeah, a, with absolutely. a common catch-all. So um, D-A-R-R-E-N at goodgrounddetroit.com. We used to hear from you folks regularly. If you've had a cool Daft Punk experience, if you found an album you love, uh, if you want to yeah. talk about an album, just just reach out, because we love hearing from you, and we love talking to you. Uh, just a couple days ago, we got our first email in a while, because we haven't uh, published one of these in a while. Uh, Sean C., uh, we might have to talk to this guy, because he said he met him. 
He met them. He's got a couple stories. Okay. Uh, uh, and it, his SoundCloud, uh, he's got a couple uh, Daft Punk remixes on. Uh, so uh, check out Sean C. His SoundCloud handle is Fluent. Very, very, very cool. Well, uh, and also we mentioned it before. Uh, we're kind of signing off on this episode. Uh, we uh, we are not we're not we're not committing to a regular release schedule again quite Don't yet. Don't try to but tie us do, down, baby. We do we do really want to keep doing this. So please follow us wherever you're listening right now and keep an eye out because we're going to keep popping up more and more and more uh, as we carve out uh, the time to to keep on doing this. We really really appreciate all of you. Uh, the support uh, since we started this has been so far beyond what we ever could have expected, uh, and, and we really love. Uh, we love talking about this stuff, and we love interacting with you about this stuff. We love we love playing this stuff, making this stuff. Um, if if you are somebody who wants to explore all of electronic music, dance music, um, and, and the history behind it, where it's going, uh, you're in the right place. Uh, reach out to us and tell us what you want to hear about, um, because we do love this stuff, and we do love you. With that, I think we're back. We're back. We're back. We've never left. We've never left. You've never, you'll never get rid of us. You'll see good us. Good morning, good afternoon, good, good evening, and, and good, good night. night. B E A beautiful. Yeah. See ya. Somebody stop me. I'm smoking. <laughs> Over here. Alive 2021 is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network and was created by Andy Reid, developed by Andy Reid, Devin Rosenai, and Darren Shelton, with technical production by Darren Shelton. For more information, please visit Alive2021.com.